This not my kingdom, boy. This not my kingdom, boy. I'm aiming at demons, boy. I do not see these boys. Deliver for Lincoln's, their money dry up and start shrinking. My team full of lines to find. Come to your city and spark up a ride. Eating these beasts like I'm needing a diet. Shout out to Disky and shout out to Tyus. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go. Taking the message from coast to the coast. My trust in the kingdom. I'm hoping the most. What's good, NNKBH Nation? Man, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of NNKBH Talk. Man, we so excited to be doing this, and we, we, we've, been, we've been working on this one. So let's just hop in because we're excited. We are excited for this talk. You know, we're still yes, talking about love. That's what this whole month is about. So this story coming from Job is going to show you another, um, that, another way of how much God loves us. We're going to do this one a little bit different than normal because it's the whole book of Job. We're not going to sit here and read the whole book to you. We're going to walk through the storyline of the book. And we really encourage you to go back and read it yourself and really study it so that so that you just know the story for yourself. And you can and you can just let and have your personal time with God while reading it and really see what he tells you. So let's hop right on in. So the story of Job starts off. With um, well, Job is this man who, who lives a very a very good life. You know, um, in the beginning of the book, God calls him blameless and righteous, one of the only ones, if not the only one. And um, Satan comes up is up there talking to God. He's like, the only reason Job loves you so much and is blameless is because you bless him with everything. If you didn't bless him with everything he wouldn't be that sold out to you. Like, you literally made his life easy. So, of course, he's going to choose you. So God's like, all right, do whatever you want. But Job's a real one. He's going to stay by my side. He's going to keep loving me. So Satan goes down there, and he wreaks havoc on Job's life. He makes him lose everything, all his all his animals, all his, his home, his kids, all that stuff. He loses everything that, that you could ever imagine. and Job's wife even curses him and is like, curse God and die. Like, he loses everything. So he's sitting there struggling because remember, we just said that God had said that um, Job was blameless and innocent. Mm -hmm. So Job has no idea what's going on. It's not like he, he's like, I haven't done anything to um, to deserve this. So the next phase of the book is is Job and his friends talking what could happen and, and and their big assumption is that if God is a just God that means that for every good and wise person there's a good reaction and every evil and stupid person there's a there's a bad consequence so whenever Job is losing everything his friends are trying to think of of think of things that um, Job could have done to deserve this type of punishment and, you know, as a normal human would, Job starts getting frustrated because it's like he didn't do anything. Because, again, we're going to refer back to the beginning another time. God's already established that he's blameless and righteous. So his friends keep on trying to tell him that he's not and that he has done something. And, I mean, you can understand the frustration in that right there. Mm -hmm. So then this fourth friend comes up because at first he was just talking to three friends. A fourth mm -hmm. friend comes up to him and is like, all right, so God is definitely just, so don't start questioning God's justice. But maybe he does, um, 
make uh, allow suffering to happen to build character and things like that. The fourth friend's basically saying, I really don't know, but God's just, so don't start questioning God. Well, by the end of that, Job's really not listening no more. He's really just frustrated. And he starts, and he really just starts coming at God. He starts saying, God, you're not really just. You're the person that orchestrated all the unjust that goes on in this world. And he just comes at God with all his true emotion. And then he demands God to come down here to uh, to come down and give him an explanation for why his life went from having everything to having nothing. And he hadn't done nothing to deserve that. So so that's where we at right now in the story. Man, I think that's really that's really the point where we need to sit and talk because a common misconception is that Job just allowed all these things to happen to him and was just like, well, I know my family's dying. I know my 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 animals have got killed, but God is good. Oh well. But in our reality, if you really get into the story, that's not how he reacted. Not he reacted kind of like exactly how we react in everyday time. Oh, God, you did this. You did that. You're unjust. I ain't did nothing to deserve this. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, you cause all the bad things to happen to the world. And like he said, he demand like, God, you can come down here. You're going to explain these things because why are you doing this to me, basically? Like, he is coming at God with all the raw emotion, exactly how he's feeling. And then what happens next is just is so amazing. So God hears him say, God, come give me an explanation. So God, being the amazing father he is, comes and he gives Job a virtual tour of the whole world. He's like, man, do you know how goats reproduce? Do you know how photosynthesis works? Do you know how every little small piece of this universe, do you understand how this works? Was you with me when I hung the moon? And basically what he's telling Job is, he doesn't have the perspective to know what ruling the whole world justly actually looks like because Job only has his life's perspective to go off of, as opposed to God who has every single thing that's going on in this world and he has it working, orchestrated the way that he, know, that he knows it needs to be. So, so when, when you hear that, it's just like, man, we're in no position to talk about how God chooses to do things because we don't have the perspective to understand why he's doing them you know one thing that popped to my uh mind is like how they say the ocean's like 97 percent um undiscovered and like no no one knows what's like in 97 percent or something god knows every single inch of all that ocean like everything that's going on in the everywhere in this world he knows what's going on. And we have the nerve because we see what goes on in our daily lives and to think that we know better than him. I want to just stop and just talk about God's complexity. Like, like you said, we see our perspective, but God literally sees everything. I mean, like you said, he makes the plants grow. He wakes everybody up in the morning, makes hangs the stars. I mean, he sees everything. And I, I think we, we like to, to 
to judge things that he does based off of what how it affects us. But he's like, I mean, I I'm controlling everything. Like this is everything. bigger than you. It's bigger than you. And it's crazy just to think how how his mind works. And we try to we try to make it smaller to to make sense in our head, but we really cannot bad. We can't understand it. We can't fathom because his his thinking and his complexity and his love and everything that he does is so great that we couldn't even try to make it come into terms if we wanted to. Like he really controls everything. Everything. I was like, man, everything. And, and you know, God and with his humor, he asked Job if he wants to, you, would you like to do what I do for a day? Would you like to control everything for a day and see how it is? And it's just like, you want to teach, man, you want to teach the class today? Like, <laughs> and you know, and that would just be, that would just be so impossible. Like, do you want to try to rule the world the way you think it should be? Every single good action requires a good reaction. Every single bad action. Like, could you imagine? Like, I, I, I'm not saying God couldn't do it. If he wanted to, I mean, he could. But he has everything. The world would on. be chaos. Like, if he really Look, tried to man, do if, it, if every bad thing we did, if every bad thing we did caused something bad to happen to us, world would be chaos it's crazy because we really have the nerve we we sin every day every day but we 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 live right we read the bible a couple days and we expect good things to happen you did you want bad things to happen every time you you lied every time you looked at a girl wrong way every time you sin like like who are we to say what we deserve you know because in all actuality there's only one thing that we all truly deserve. Like it said at the beginning of the Bible, the, the, the cost of sin is death. Yep. So who are we to say? Man, so that, who are we to I, say I'm what's just you, and unjust? I'm so glad you made that point because so often we only fixated on one side of that logic. When good things happen, when I do good things, mm-hmm. I want good things to happen to me. But we don't really look at the thing. other side of but when we do bad things, I want God to still have that grace for me. Yeah. I don't want him to really, <laughs> man. So I'm really real that. glad, man, we really don't want it. And, and that just goes back to God knowing that. Like, he knows that, mm-hmm. man. Like, oh, he's such a, man. he's such a great father. But to just to, to, to finish the story at the end of it, you know, um, uh, God actually says that the way, Job handled the situation was the right way to handle the situation. And you might be puzzled because it's like Job was calling God unjust and he said that he orchestrated all the bad things that went on in this world, but he came to God about it and was really just reaching out to him to work through our daily frustration. And man, and that's why we lumped this in there with love. Because after you understand all the complexity that Tyus already hit on, and then you really sit back and look and understand that God still wants, still makes time for our needs. Like whenever we, we don't know what's going on, we have all our worries, he says, cast them on him. He's worried about every single thing in this universe that goes on, making sure everything is working the way it's supposed to work. But he still has the time. He still has the time 
to listen to all of our needs, all of our wants, all of our troubles, all of our joys. And 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 he looked at it as a as a great opportunity. He likes that stuff. He wants us to build that type of relationship where we can come to him honestly with what's on our heart and just know that when we come to his feet, that he answers all of our prayers and some. So I, I think that's the the showing of love that God just shows in this story where it's like, yeah, I have all this going on, but I still want you to come at me full honesty all the time because I'm going to take care of you. It's just something so amazing. Man, I seen something, uh, something the other day that really caught my attention. It said that it's okay to question God as long as you never question God. It's like, man, it means it's okay to like, when things happen in your life to be like, why, why is this happening to me? Why is that? Or, or coming to God with frustrations or, or coming to God wondering what's going on in your life or why things are happening the way they're happening. As long as you don't take it as far to question his existence, you can question God, but don't question God. Man, that's powerful, brother. And then, and then to cap off this story, God ended up blessing Job with double of everything that he had before he lost everything. And, and, and I want to be clear on this, that it wasn't a, he handled this situation right, so here it goes. It was just a gift from God, because that's how much he loves us. He gave me back everything double because he loved him. Why is it so important to make that distinction? Because if the story had ended a chapter early or a couple verses early and he didn't get double, God would still be the same amazing and loving father. We can't get we can't get ourselves in a position of where we're doing good because we're seeking a good reward. Like if if we go back to the beginning of the book, Satan says the only reason Job sticks by you is because you give him everything so we can't be living a life where that statement is true like no regardless of if god didn't give him double still gonna be faithful to to christ and i think and, and i just think that is really so important because because mm-hmm. that that really just works on your heart and, and knowing your motives behind things Yes, sir. Why do we do what we do? Our, our, our main, our, our whole, this whole segment has been on love because our main goal is to show God's love in the world. And God's love is unconditional. It's unconditional. It doesn't, it doesn't based on how you've been living. It doesn't based on how many scriptures you read or how you react to life's circumstances. It's unconditional. He's going to show it whether you deserve it or not. Because we none of us deserve it. None of us. But he gives it to us anyways. It's the same love that we need to be showing to him and to everyone. Unconditional love. Well, guys, that's the story of Job. Now it's challenge time. And we want you guys to think about what whenever things happen in your lives that you don't quite understand, how can you be more like Job in your response? Comment below when you share it. Tag us and let us know what you think. We want to hear from you guys. We really love you guys. And we want to do life with you. So always feel free to reach out to us anytime you want to. Man. And that's it. 
Hit him, KB8. Out.